Well, good morning, everyone. To be perfectly honest, I missed the first 15 minutes of the service because I had a, should I just say, a nappy emergency. It wasn't my nappy, thankfully, but someone who who is dear to me. Uh, And, yeah, those things just need to be done. Um, So um, I might have missed a little bit of the service, uh, but... Was it? (laughs) Well, yeah, there you go, yeah. Um, But uh, the idea this morning is we're kind of, you know, trial running a way of of doing our Sunday morning services. Lots of it's the same. We'll be used to lots of what we've done this morning. But maybe also giving a bit of commentary along the way. This is why we do this thing. Did you get to say that, Graham? Did you get to say that, Cheryl? Yeah. So a little bit of, uh, I think Graham used the, the language of showing you how the sausage is made. You don't always want to do that. Uh, you don't always want to know how the sausage is made, but it can help you from time to time to be reminded what goes into a sausage. Um, so as we planned this morning, we recognise that all the talky-talky and everything that would happen up until now might take a little bit longer. So I didn't... Um, plan to preach a sermon normally at this stage of the service which is about listening and responding to the word uh, we would normally experience that word coming to us through uh, a sermon so someone coming up and preaching and um, one of the things that uh, we do at Cornerstone that you might have noticed we've got a lot of great preachers and teachers and we hear from a lot of different voices uh, and that's really rooted in our conviction that um, there's not just one man of God I'm having to constantly remind Graham that he's not the one man of God for for our community uh, that God speaks to women and men in our midst and, and we get to hear that we've got this fundamental conviction that we hear and discern the word of God together um, so uh, A sermon is a great way to do that. I I like a good sermon. I I hope to preach one one day. Thanks for bearing with me as I work that out. Uh, but this morning we're just going to uh, spend a little bit of time uh, listening to God together through his word in a way that doesn't involve me preaching. Um, I'm going to uh, go to a passage in a minute. Before I do, is anyone bold enough, you'll see the words on the screen, to, to read the passage for us this morning? It's nine verses. Is there a volunteer? Carla. Well done. <laughs> Thanks, Carla. (laughs) Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I give you milk, not solid food, for you are not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly, for since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, Are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? What, after all, is Apollos, and what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God, 
who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labour. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. Thanks, Carla. I've got to say, I feel a tiny bit guilty that I let Chris dob you in there. I probably shouldn't have done that. Um, so that's the whole nine verses. We'll just leave those on the board for now. So one thing that we've done together, um, particularly in life groups in the past, uh, if you're fairly new, maybe you haven't done this with us, but we've practised uh, a method for reading scripture um, together. Um, and generally that's had four stages, um, four stages. So it's, if you do it the long form way, it involves reading that passage four times we're not going to do that for the sake of time but you read it once and ask a question you read it twice and ask another question you read it three times and and so forth and those questions have been well what is this passage generally about and normally if you ask that question in a group of two or three or up to a dozen people you'll have a pretty good idea um, of what's going on in the passage the second time that you read it through you ask the question well what is it saying to me personally? Um, and we've encouraged uh, each other to kind of even listen just for a phrase or a word that jumps out because um, sometimes God will, God will speak in a... He can speak in a whole sort of variety of ways through, um, through Scripture. It doesn't have to be just a, a rational exegesis where you understand the whole thing. It could just be that the word grow pops out to you and the Holy Spirit can be speaking to you through that. The third time when we've read it together, we've read asking the question, well, how does this passage shape my prayers? What would I pray as a result of reading this passage? And then finally, and I like this, this is really important, we ask the question on the fourth reading, how does this change my life? What action or activity comes out of this how am I not the same in the way that I do things because of the way that I've read this passage now I'm going to just shorten how we do this together to make sure that we get something in the time that's left but it's going to involve us having a little bit of a talk to someone near us so in a moment I'm going to ask you to get up if you're not near anyone like Sharon um, and and maybe uh, get through the awkward zone and just uh, introduce yourself to someone and be prepared to discuss the question what might this passage be saying to us as a community us together so um I was looking for a passage to do this for this morning in the time where we would hear from God's word and uh, I went to the lectionary to see what the reading for the day is and God does this so often uh, for me. I had actually just referenced this passage in the document that I sent Pastor Graham about uh, what we're going to speak about for Lent. So you can see there's a gardening theme. There's a theme there that lines up with the whole trellis thing that Pastor Graham's been talking about. So could you get ready just for five minutes to have a chat to some people near you about what this passage might be saying to us as a community in five, four, three, two, one... 
jump into a conversation. What is this passage saying to us as a community? Or what might it be saying to us? When I think about the problems we got, um, it's nice to read the letter to the church in Corinth because they had real problems. Uh, I wonder if anyone managed to kind of make some sort of application uh, when it came to this passage to our situation. Did you see anything in this passage that you feel God could be speaking to us together about? And this is where you can dob your wife in uh, to, to speak on behalf of your group or the other way around. Actually, Carly, you could get your revenge. Anyone, um, anyone get to somewhere in your conversation together about how God might be speaking to us through this passage, what this passage might be saying to us? Don't overwhelm me with responses. I trust the process. It's going to get awkward soon. Yep. So, uh, tr- Richie Didge, that's what Graham took out of it. So, transparency, openness, uh, that Jesus, I guess, calls us to a community of mutual trust. Yeah, thank you, Don. Anyone Anyone else? Chris O? Really good, Chris O. Yeah, I, I think that's the bit that struck me uh, when I looked at this passage that has real resonance with where we've been going, that that uh, we might put certain things in place, but God is the one who does the growing. There's also a trap, I think, that's avoided because there are some extremely charismatic, intelligent, handsome people around who can, uh, who can, who can lead out of their own, own capacity. The trap in that is uh, maybe we get to a stage where we're following Apollos or Paul or Graham and having a fight about that, and that's to miss the point that God is the one that um, we should be looking to.